Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This, this is, is the, the Game of, of Roses. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Game, Game of, of Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. It's Monday. So you know what you're about to get. The deepest dive into all of the most relevant clips from the various Bachelor Nation podcasts over the past two weeks. We got some doozies. 
in this list today. It may be the off season, but some crazy shit is happening in these podcasts. And I think maybe because it's the off season, we're getting a lot of off contract, off season energy coming from, in some cases, Ooh. company players, ex-company players. Your favorite player, Caitlin Bristow, is in this mix quite a bit. And she's talking about some stuff that I, I'll just say that Let's it's go. it's surprising to hear her reveal some things about certain elements of production and what it does to you psychologically as a lead and things of this nature. But we will get to that, rest assured. What we have for you today is some clickbait. We got some happy hour. We got some of that off the vine. We got Los Culturistas with Bowen Yang and Matt Rogers. Mm. They had a very special guest, Betty Who, who, if you'll remember, did a little private performance for Bela Kai and Becca Kufrin way back in her season of The Bachelorette. Oh, yeah. At his high school, right? Exactly. Yes. She revealed some pretty interesting things about how production uses the talent that they bring in and about how production manipulates players on their seasons. Betty who? I know. <laughs> Wild card. <laughs> I didn't expect to see her in this in this list, but here she is. And we also have some clips from Almost Famous. But not the almost famous you've come to know and love with Ashley A. Canadian Benjamin Higgins. What? Oh no. In her Ever expanding reach over the nation, Ashley Iaconetti has spun her own show off into something called Almost Famous OG that is hosted by Trista Sutter and Bob Guinea. And in this episode, they talk about some stuff that went on in their seasons. We're talking about season one of The Bachelorette and season four of The Bachelor. This is the classic and experimental eras. And we get some old school producer manipulation stories from them, which is fascinating. I mean, I... I just have to go back. Why why did they make it a spin-off of Almost Famous? Why didn't they just start their own podcast? I don't feel like the Almost Famous brand is like has like an international reach or something. <laughs> I don't understand this decision. <laughs> I think that it was probably something like Ashley is friends with Bob Guinea. Ashley is potentially friends with Trista Sutter. They were all sitting around talking and Ashley's like, "Hey, you guys should do a podcast and put our name on it and give us some of that money. And that was it. <laughs> Good for her. Good for her. But I mean, it goes out through the through the almost famous RSS feed as well. So they have an immediate audience. Ah, gotcha. But we're going to get to all of that. This is... Digging Deeper. So the first clip we have for you today is from Clickbait on March 17th. The guest was none other than Becca Tilly. And in this first clip, we've got Tia, we've got Natasha, we've got that GS Joe. They are all pontificating on how the upcoming double bachelorette season might work. This is something that you and I just did in our Twibbon Pace case. We did the same pontification. Yes. <laughs> all right. Here's this clip. Enjoy. Bachelorettes were announced. Gabby and Rachel are both going to be bachelorettes the next round. Um, right. <clears throat> so, yeah. Are they ready? I, yeah. I feel like well, I think Gabby's definitely quick. ready. <laughs> I, think yeah. what's on, I think what's on everyone's mind, like, okay, so Clayton's journey's over. Great. He's with Susie. Mm. Uh, how's this going to work? Yeah. Bachelorettes. Right. Like, how's it going to work? I hope they don't have to compete. 
or they don't have to share. I mean, not compete, but I hope they don't have to like. Well, but Jesse said something about he said something about you guys have thirty guys waiting for you. Yeah, I heard that. He said that. Um, but then he also said, it's my first rodeo and I don't know how this is really going to work anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. I, I, you so, would think that the, they wouldn't just put Gabby and Rachel both in a room and be like, all right, here's all your guys. Good luck. Or is it you get 40 guys and 20s for you and 20? Right. I mean, I don't really right. know how that's going to work. I feel like they, I mean, logistically, it seems like they would have to all date the same guy. You know? What do you mean all date the same guy? Like they would have to all date the same guys, is what I'm saying. Oh, like, oh, legit, oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah. like there's a group Gabby date and at, Rachel. The sa- at the Gabby same time. Gabby and Rachel, yeah, at the same time. Like that's what I mean. It's a rose ceremony. It's like okay, Jeff, you get your time with Rachel. You get your time with well, Gabby. Yeah, like if you I don't split know. it evenly. What if, what if Gabby was into one of the guys that Rachel has? Yeah, well, that's what that's, I'm saying. That's tricky. Well, I think that's definitely going to happen. And I and when you look at it, you know, it's it's only going to make for better. TV. It's, gonna be, it's gonna be entertaining great minds think alike on this discussion <laughs> <laughs> gore and clickbait discussing this <laughs> yeah except that tia thinks they're gonna have 40 guys 20 for each of them today that it's gonna be two simultaneous seasons of the bachelorette happening at the same time and they're just dating different pools of guys she cannot be that naive there's hundreds of yeah. men <laughs> Of course, they're going to have them go head to head for the same guys. But I found this very interesting because it was GSJ himself who famously said on an episode of this show, Clickbait, you either fall in love with the lead or you don't. That's all it is. And so here he's telling us, no, it's about pitting two women against each other to date the same men. That's good TV. So what is it? Grocery store Joe. Is it you fall in lead in love with the leader you don't, or is it producers doing Machiavellian insane shit to you to try and make you have a nervous breakdown on TV? Which one is it? And he seems to be saying it's both at all times, at different times. He contradicts himself. Clickbait to me is the most contradictory of all of the company podcasts. They will say whatever they think they need to say in the moment to just kind of... In the current conversation. Yeah, to keep the conversation going and that's it, (laughs) even if it contradicts something they said prior. I also am like, y'all get the memos. You know what the structure is. Why are you even pontificating on this? I don't think they know. Really? Yeah. I don't Mm. think they get the memos until there are narratives that need to be spun. Like once the season starts airing and they start getting people who are kicked off and eliminated, they come onto their show... I think then they're getting memos about like, don't ask them this. Definitely ask them this. You hate this person. This person we like. That kind of shit, you know? But I would think that they would not criticize a structure of the show that they're going to go with, such as sharing all the dudes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. We're in this weird off season where even grocery store Joe is like shitting on the show kind of. Just because they don't they don't have the marching orders right now. So they're just like left to their own devices. They will start leaking some truth through the sauce. And I think that's what came out here with GSJ. Depends who you wind up being. Speaking of winding up being, we have now a clip for you from Bachelor Happy Hour. This is Michelle Young's first episode as the new co-host from March 22nd. So she's stepping full into her role as an influencer and company woman podcast host. So we know exactly who she wound up being. And in this clip, Michelle and Kufrin discuss 
how being in the show makes you vulnerable. And Kufrin, just like GSJ, lets a little too much information slip out about producer strategy. I'm telling you, this offseason is fucking wild already in these clips, in my opinion. They're like, everyone's on summer break. No one's going to be listening to these. (laughs) I just think that they don't have the guidance from producers because producers are busy now producing that season of Bachelorette. And so whoever is like kind of controlling that shit in the off season, I think they don't even know what the narratives are yet. So they don't know who to prop up and all that shit. And they're just letting these hosts run wild and like talk off the cuff. And we're getting some crazy shit. Here we go. Here's this crazy shit. Okay, so I want your opinion on this. One thing that I'm really curious about is when people go on this show and you learn to be vulnerable like you really do. I think that's one of the positive things about the show is that you really learn how to open up genuinely. I was not a vulnerable person. I did not talk about emotions. (laughs) I did not talk about my feelings. And I sure as heck did not let people see me cry. Mm -hmm. And so um, now I cry cry all the time and I can tell you. (laughs) He's like, jeez. (laughs) (laughs) That's one thing you were like, I'm not going to cry. And I was like, you're going to cry week two. They will break you. It will happen. Uh, Yeah, the fatigue, you know, the fatigue gets to you. They will break you that reminds me of did you ever see rocky (laughs) four this is one of your most absurd questions you've asked me (laughs) what it's that was a huge blockbuster movie i've never seen one what you never saw fucking rock the first rocky that movie's amazing uh Mm -mm. rocky four is about at that point rocky balboa is a big heavyweight champion and he has to fight this russian named ivan drago played by uh, Dolph Lundgren. And when they come out in the in the beginning of the match and they touch gloves, Ivan Drago goes, I must break you. I must break you. And he fucking hits Rocky's gloves down. And you're like, holy shit. And prior to this, hmm. in, the, in the beginning of this movie, Ivan Drago kills Apollo Creed in the ring, like hits him so hard that he dies from his injuries. So oh, when Becky Kufrin said that, all I'm thinking of is Ivan Drago. She was probably referencing Rocky IV. <laughs> <laughs> I think the producers are referencing Rocky IV. I think they walk around saying it about the players. We must break them. I mean, Michelle Young's debut episode, first of all. Congratulations, Michelle. Huge honor. You're on Bachelor Happy Hour, not Bachelor Happy Hour, OG, or any other spinoffs that I'm sure are to come now. Um, but... Do you think this will count in her influencer income she's donating a mysterious percentage of podcasting? No. (laughs) The money she gets (laughs) from this podcast will go right into the same account that the $200,000 check she got at the end of the show went into. That's just prize money, baby. Mm. I don't think she's donating any of this to anything. I'm curious how much she's making. I'm also curious if... She's making as much as Kufrin. We will never know these answers. I feel like they got to be making at least 100K. I think so, too. I mean, I'm sure Kufrin's making more. Uh, That's roughly my estimate as well. But again, in this clip, you've got Becca Kufrin. I mean, I think maybe only second to GSJ in terms of company play. Openly saying they will break you about the producers that... Understanding that's their goal. And like they will break you is not a like, well, they get you to open up and they'll get you to really get in touch with how you're feeling about things. That is a sinister, malicious word, break. It's also, you know, usually they spin it. They're like, it will break you. Like the process will Mm -hmm. break you. And this is very uh, personified. They. Yes. I feel like this is an iconic line, you know, one that will probably repeat over and over again. They will break you. I absolutely agree. And 
language is important. And that word break was used very recently by the ultimate Viking in the document itself. I'm broken, he says. What does that mean? It means in context of what Becca Krufen has just told us, the producers broke him. They mm -hmm. achieved their goal. And if Becca Kufrin is saying that that's their goal all the way back from her seasons in play, uh, it's been there since the beginning. And you're going to find that out, by the way, when we get to the clips at the end of this episode, which are from Bob Guinea and Trista Rain, <laughs> you'll find out they were trying to break people since season one. It's always been there. We've known. I like that Michelle, by the way, it's her first episode and she hears the they will break you line and she's like, ah, yes, the fatigue. She's like already <laughs> spinning it. She's like, yes, the long hours. <laughs> it depends on who you wind up breaking. Coof. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on now to our next podcast. We got five clips from this episode of Off the Vine from March 29th. And the special guests were Katie Thurston and John Hersey. Now, in this first clip, Caitlin Bristow steps out from behind the company woman facade for a brief second as she reveals what I believe is true disdain for the producers. Again, this is that weird off-season shit. All of these... I'm not saying that Caitlin Bristow is a, a company player exactly, but she's not not a company player She's still on their payroll. I mean, she was the host. Exactly. Or an honorary delegate or whatever the <laughs> fuck they called Caitlin and Tasha when they were hosting the Ultimate Girl Game. Yeah, they were ambassadors. Okay, so let's check out let's check out this first clip. Here we go. Mm. There's so much we need to learn about John on this podcast oh, because so Katie, much. you sent him home too early for us <laughs> to get to know John at all. So this is our opportunity. And guess what? I won't edit you to make you look a certain way. You could just be you. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I was not I was not ready for that. <laughs> it's a very important clip from Ms. Bristow because Ooh. she's this is a general condemnation of producers editing players to make them look a certain way depends on who you wind up being as we know from GSJ. But this is a specific dig at Katie's season. She's essentially saying Katie, here you get to kind of step out from under the iron fist of the producers controlling everything about you and forcing you into some identity through an edit. And I mean, I just, I did not expect this from Caitlin Bristow. I feel like, like <laughs> my whole body went into like fight or flight when I just heard this clip. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I really was not expecting this. Um, I mean, Katie... What, what, how would you characterize Katie's edit? I feel like she was not beloved by the producers. I mean, she had those shitty promos. It's on, it honestly feels so far in the past at this point that I can't really remember. But she's not beloved in the nation. Who, Katie Thurston? Yeah. No, I think quite the opposite. She was a very controversial bachelorette because of the way she ended her season and all the various things that happened. Now, some of that wasn't her fault, obviously. Like, the the different clothes they had her in and the um, the promos they did for her season when contrasted with like Claire Crawley's or Tasha Adams, just the effort that it mm -hmm. seemed like the marketing department put into her season was not quite at the same level. There was a bunch of stuff that producers did and marketing people and all of that to make her look however they wanted to look. But 
I do believe the producers didn't like that she took so much control of her season, especially mm -hmm. in the the structural component of it when it got down to the last three guys and she's, you know, Grippo's walking out and then she says, like, I don't want to do a final rose ceremony. I just like Blake is my guy. And uh, Justin Glaze gets cast into just the void. God, I'll never forget watching his Instagram go nowhere. That shit was insane that season. Oh, when he was edited out of the show. <laughs> yeah. And he was a finalist. He was a second place finisher. She also, now I'm remembering, gave that infamous tweet saying, I'm really happy Chris Harrison won't be hosting my season right before she went into the bubble. There was that. There was, uh, she defended Hunter Montgomery when they tried to give him a villain edit and came yes. out and basically said, like, you don't know what's really going on here. She did a lot of things that I think were indicative of somebody who was like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm the bachelorette. I'm going to control how this as much as I can. I'm going to control how this works for me, how it's going to best mm -hmm. work for me, which is what the show should be. They don't like that. They don't. They need that control. They have to break you. And I don't think they broke Katie. Oh, you mean the fatigue? I mean the fatigue. Yeah, I think she was fatigued, but I don't know if they broke her exactly. <laughs> like they got her to that moment where she stormed off and said, get me a plane. I'm getting out of here. But that was almost more of a like, fuck you kind of attitude to the producers than it was like, well, oh my God, what do I do? Which is where they want you to get at any rate. Wow. KB. I mean, you know, she's a company player in some sense, like that she was the ambassador to the season and whatever. But I feel like she's actually pissed about the hosting thing. And I'm very excited to see everything that comes from that energy. Oh, I think so, too. I think they are making enemies of people at this point in an era where you can't do that anymore because all of these players now, if they don't have their own podcast like Caitlin Bristow, they have access to Caitlin Bristow to get on her mm -hmm. podcast. And Caitlin Bristow is not on your fucking payroll anymore. She can do whatever the fuck she wants at this point. Yeah, she's collected that mirror ball. <laughs> yeah, like what else can she do? If you're not going to have her host shit, right. what is she going to do? Stick around to come be a guest judge on Listen to Your Heart season two? Like, no. She's going to do her podcast, build her fucking empire. And if part of that is turning back on the producers, turning back on the game, I think she might do it. I mean, this is why she's the goat. She'll pivot, she'll pivot wherever she's got to. I agree. And I think Vial is doing a little bit of that as well. Oh, at any rate, at any rate. I had to get that in there. Of course. We don't have any clips from him this week. So I had to mention his name once. A lot of restraint. Thank you. And so now let's move on to this next clip. And this one is insane. Caitlin Bristow has a conversation with them about Blake Moynes appearing on Talking It Out, another company podcast. That one is with Brian Abbasolo and Mike Johnson. They talk about him appearing on that podcast right after Katie made her relationship with John Hersey official. And they talk about the nature of of these company podcasts and what they are. This is literally the shit we've been saying. The purpose of what these company podcasts are, they openly discuss it here. So enjoy this clip and enjoy our analysis. Here we go. If you want to hear that clip and our reaction to it, which you probably do, and you definitely want to hear some of the clips in the end of this episode, especially when we get to... Bob, Guinea, and Trista Rain talking about some early experimental era producer manipulations, including straight lying to their face to get them to do stuff. If you want to hear all of that, 
please join us in the bottom of the pit. To do that, you just go to patreon.com slash Game of Roses. You join us in the bottom of the pit. You get all the rest of this episode. You get all the rest of every episode that we've ever done for Patreon. A bunch of digging deepers, a bunch of things where we break down producer manipulations, where we talk about Bachelor Babies, where we talk about all different elements of the games, different rookie seasons and stuff like that from some important players. We got all kinds of episodes in there for you to dig through. You also get access to our live shows that we do every Monday at 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And perhaps most importantly, you get access to the Discord where you can talk to everybody else who's down here in the pit with us and you can submit your own screams through that Discord. They have to be a minute or less audio recording and we play some of the best ones on this week in Bachelor Nation at the end of the week. So we hope you will join us in the bottom of the pit. It's the pit, you can get it in. Dig around in all this content. It's the pit. Come on, admit you wanna eat up all these tasty tidbits. It's the pit. There's room enough to fit everyone who wants to come in. It's the pit. You can get it in and dig around in all this content. It's the pit. Come on, admit you wanna eat up all these tasty tidbits. It's the pit, there's room enough to fit everyone who wants to come in. It's the pit. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I, I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back, no questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura Frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabooli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. Cute. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. 
you know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And oh. this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.